Let's get back into talking some more football. Uh, we're going to branch a little away from the Lions now, and we're going to talk a little bit more about their opponent this coming week, the New England Patriots, with my good old friend Mark Schofield. Mark just recently left Touchdown Wire. He's now with SB Nation. Um, I misidentified that earlier. That's my bad. But Mark, uh, Mark is one of the smartest people I know. He knows quarterbacks better than anybody. So we're we're gonna we're gonna pick Mark's brain here a little bit on uh, on what's going on in the, the land of uh, Bill Belichick. So Mark, thanks for joining me. Uh, good to have you on. Oh, Jeff, always excited to chat football with you. Always fun. I'm very excited to talk about Bailey Zappi. And if you would have told me, Jeff, there was a pitcher floating around during that game on Sunday that had the caption. Starting Patriots quarterback Bailey Zappi sits down with his offensive team and staff of Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. If you would have shown me oh my that caption a year ago, like this time last year, it said, this is what's in your future. I'm not sure how I would have reacted, but it was not going to be a positive one. But that's where we are right now with Bailey Zappi being coached by Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. There we are, Patriots fan. That's, uh, that is the thing of nightmares. And, you know, I, I, I instantly feel better about Detroit already. Um, tell me, though, like Bailey Zappi, like this is a guy, I actually saw him play in person at Michigan State last year. Like, there's some talent there, and and I think we saw a little bit of that in their game against the Packers. Tell me what you saw from from Mr. Zappi. Yeah, and we could start with that Michigan State game, because I remember studying that game, and I'm like, I, look, Western Kentucky lost that game, and, you know, we know that. Michigan State got out to a big lead, but he kept slanting it in that game. And he had some throws late in that game that I thought were impressive. He obviously set a season single season record for touchdown passes last year, breaking a record set by Joe Burrow a couple of years ago with that magical run he had in you know twenty nineteen with LSU. Certainly not the most athletic quarterback, but moves well with his feet, very accurate, makes a lot of quick decisions. And when the Patriots made the decision to draft him on the third day of the draft last year, it instantly trapped in my mind as a decision that did not surprise me in the least, was one that I kind of expected them to make that they would draft a quarterback anyway, and that Bailey Zappi was kind of their prototype at the position with what they tend to appreciate and look for at that position. Quick decisions, accuracy, ball placement. He's kind of the quintessential Patriots quarterback. And I thought... Even though they lost that game and they obviously leaned into the run game when he came into the game, it was probably something that they were going to do anyway with Brian Hoyer getting the start before he went out to injury. I thought he comported himself pretty well given the situation. You're on the road, didn't have a ton of practice time. You've got Aaron Rodgers on the other sideline sort of staring you down, and he made some reads and throws in that game I thought were impressive. He had the touchdown, although I know there was a delay game penalty that could have been called that wasn't, but I thought he played pretty well given the situation, and I was somebody that I kind of liked coming out of Western Kentucky to begin with. Yeah, and uh, I, I was the I, I can't stand Brian Hoyer. I'm, I'll be upfront about that. I can't I can't fathom how he's still employed. He's lost his last 17 starts. I guess it's now 18 because they technically lost, uh, and, and he was the the quarterback of record in that. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned at, at how he's going to pick apart a Lions defense. But uh, let, let's let's get to a little bit of the receiving core. They've made some changes in New England. How how is the passing offense working? How is Matt Patricia and Joe Judge the the dungeon of doom that they are uh, making this thing work for, for under Belichick. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting, Jeff. I don't know if like they're really making it work. So to speak, I think they're <laughs> honestly still trying to figure out what they have in the passing game. And it's, you know, but for two and a half quarters in week three, 
the first two quarters and into the third, it looked like it was finally starting to click in the past game. It looked like it was finally starting to click for Matt Jones because you saw him not only move well in the pocket, which is something we kind of expected, but you saw aggressiveness in the downfield passing game. You saw some velocity into tighter windows from Matt Jones in the passing game. And part of the reason was what's working for them right now is Devontae Parker. And say what you want about Devontae Parker. He kind of is what he is as a receiver. But he and Jones seem to have a very you know, good relationship already, even on some back shoulder throws, which that is tough to build. It takes time to build that. And that seemed to be clicking. But then it's like one of those moments, and you know that meme, right, where, you know, it says, like, I'm just, you know, like a contestant on The Price is Right, turning the dial and looking back <laughs> to the crowd for advice. That's kind of how I felt Matt Jones was. He's like, oh, this is, this is working with Parker, huh? Yeah, you guys want me to keep doing that? All right, I'll keep doing it. And then he just forced two throws in his direction, both of which got intercepted. And you can see the offense sort of start to crumble from there. Conceptually, what are they doing in the passing game? Well, beyond some of these throws to the boundary, you know, it's a lot of crossers, a lot of play action, a lot of stuff underneath, but there's still a desire to see more play action, more RPOs to get Mac Jones back to where he was at Alabama, which is, you know, using RPOs, leading into RPOs, leading into the play action game. You know, he had. I think the most RPO throws the year it came out, or at least top five, same with play action stuff. They want to see more of that. Patriots fans want to see more of that in the passing game. Maybe we'll see it increase as the year goes along. Maybe we won't, but that's it's in terms of it working, what's working is some of the stuff they're doing to the outside, some of the shot plays, some of the play action stuff that they're doing, but Patriots fans want to see more RPO and play action stuff incorporated into this offense. And that's that's not Bailey Zappi's game. That That's definitely more of yeah. Mac Jones. Yeah, We're talking with Mark Schofield from SB Nation here. Uh, this is Jeff Risen from Lions Wire, sitting in for huge today. Uh, I want to talk about their defense a little bit. Uh, they just signed Jamie Collins, and I don't know if it's to the practice squad or the active roster, but it sure sounds like he's going to play. Uh, is is James, what's left of Jamie Collins, is that really something that can help the the Patriots defense are they in that dire of a streak because when we saw Jamie Collins last uh it was not a positive situation here in Detroit let's put it that way yeah it's it's an interesting move given some of the other you know injuries that they're dealing with I did see in just the last hour so Garrett Gilbert apparently is joining the Patriots to the to the practice squad which wow okay um yeah um I'm just making sure that I didn't get you know chapsed here but yeah you know (laughs) Garrett Gilbert, there you go. Um, no, I think what's the, the Jamie Collins piece to this. Yeah, Tom Pellicero, Garrett Gilbert to the practice squad. There you go. Wow. I wasn't making that up, Jeff. Um, former Browns Collins reject thing, Garrett Gilbert. Former Browns, yeah, there you go. Familiar faces. The Collins thing I think is interesting because one of the things that's working for the Patriots, you know, their defense is playing fairly well. I mean, I, I think if you have the kind of game that they had against – you know, Aaron Rodgers last week in Lambeau Field, you probably would have taken that in most cases because they had the pick six. They, they were able to get some pressure on him. One of the things of working up front, Matthew Judon now has a running mate in Dietrich Wise. He sort of emerged as their consistent presence on the opposite edge. I saw a stat this week that said, you know, while the Patriots traditionally rely on rotations up front, no defensive lineman had seen more than 75% of the snaps on a given season. Nobody's had that many since Chandler Jones years ago. Wise was like 82 going into this game. And wow. so they now have guys at Judon and Wise that can both 
play and win off the edge so they can get pressure. So it's like, well, you're adding Jaden Collins. You've used him as an edge at times or a blitzer. What are you going to do with him then? I think what they're going to do, they're going to use him in more of an off-ball rule from B-gap to B-gap, partly with an eye to what they're going to see this weekend from Detroit, because one of the things that Detroit has done so well this year is diverse run schemes attacking on the inside as well as the outside. And I think there's a thought right now in New England that they need help between the B-gaps on the off-ball level and that's what they're going to look at, Jamie Collins, perhaps add some depth at. Because, you know, another name, Jelani Tavai, is one of their sort of off-ball linebackers right now. And so I think they're looking to boost the off-ball linebacker position with an eye towards what they might see this weekend. Boy, imagine imagine needing an upgrade over Jelani Tavai. Nobody here in Michigan can, yeah. can think of that at all. Wow. You know, and, it, it, and again, you know, sentences you thought, if you were to tell me that back in the summer, that you would need to add in Jamie Collins as an upgrade over Jelani Tavai. Again, wow. it's like man, things are going well, aren't they? That's and and that's that's one of the things that we're looking at. You know, this this is a one and three Lions team. They're playing a Patriots team that's one and three, and we're talking about two of the worst acquisitions of the last decade in Detroit being prominent players for a Patriots team. That means you've got to win this one if you're Detroit. And uh, I, like you're sitting from afar. What's your perception of how Dan Campbell is is handling this? Um, they have the number one scoring offense and the number thirty two scoring defense. Um, where where is your head at? Is you know is it positive? Is it negative? Is it somewhere in between? It's still largely positive. I mean, I remember telling you over the summer back in August, you know that. This is a live team that I think is going to remain in a sort of playoff relevant status into the holiday season, which I think they could still do that. You look at what they've done on offense, the, the numbers that they were able to put up last week with them on my St. Brown sideline. It's impressive. Obviously, they have to figure some things out on the defensive side of the ball. I think what helps is you're going to see either a QB2 or a QB3 this weekend. That's certainly some good news, some good fortune if you're a Lions fan, because I don't anticipate Mac Jones being back. I would imagine this is another Hoyer or Zappy game. Maybe it's another Zappy game, depending on Hoyer's status, because he left early with a head injury. So I remain pretty positive about Detroit generally. I still think that this is a team that is moving in the right direction, that believes in their head coach, and you know, wins are going to follow. Whether they follow this week or not obviously remains to be seen. But I remain largely positive about everything. I was just rewatching their offense today from Sunday's game, and it's an impressive unit. Then I see they did you know, so the much good, Mark. The they did, they were so good. <laughs> The defensive side of the ball that I'm watching Geno Smith just pick them apart. And, yes, part of that might have to do with the fact that Geno's having a really good season, but you've got guys running open on big routes. You're going zero blitz, and it's just you're not getting home. And what's the old catchphrase, right? You go zero blitz and don't get home. The other team's band is going to play. You've got nobody, you know, sticking on receivers. Jeff Okuda's played well. Um, but, yeah, you got to figure some stuff out on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, it looks really good, though. And and that's that's what we're all trying to figure out, you know. And this getting a win over New England and Matt Patricia and everything would be such such wind behind the sails, man. I, I oh yeah. Uh, quick, I'll, I'll bug you for it. I know it's early in the week. And you don't know who's going to be the quarterback yet. How much chance do you think the Lions have a win in this game? Oh Put man, you on the spot. I, yeah, I I think they've got a really good chance. I mean, whether it's Hoyer or Zappy. I'd almost give them more than a 50% shot. I'm probably going to pick them to win this game. You know, and, and that's largely because of while New England has done some things well, 
I do think that when you look at the Lions this year, when you look at the way they're playing right now, when you look at questions that, yes, they might have on the defensive side of the ball, but it's not like a situation where I know this is going to sound so strange to say, but it's not a Seattle offense that we've seen put up points this year. It's a New England offense that, you know, it's a bit more inconsistent. And if you're going to be rolling out there with QB2 or QB3, it's going to be even more inconsistent. I think a lot of the pieces are in place for Detroit to win this game. All right. I like to hear that, Mark. Thanks, Mark. You made my day, buddy. I'm here to deliver optimism. This this is why I have you on. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Schofield from SB Nation. Uh, Give him a follow on Twitter. He's one of the smartest people I know. He's also a a dang good friend and a pretty snazzy dresser, too. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks so much, buddy. Always a blast, my friend. We'll talk soon, buddy. Yes, we will.